We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey guys, this is Ian Happ from the Chicago Cubs. I'm excited to announce that my show, The Compound, is now part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Join me and my teammates, Dakota Meckis and Zach Short. This week, we welcome Cubs first baseman, World Series champion, Anthony Rizzo, to The Compound. Check it out. Subscribe. The Compound on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Welcome, welcome to the Heat Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Carlo Navas. At Not With Me Today is producer and founder, producer and co-founder. I can't even speak. We're out, I'm out of practice. You know, it's been a while. We're not potting a lot. There's lots of stuff going on. Uh, but our producer's not here today as he hasn't been for a while. Brian is Brian's like pretty missing in action. Maybe you guys should uh, harass him on Twitter to, to do more shows and to do his job. But holding down the fort with me today is statistician and pun master, Nikias Duncan. Hello, hello. It's been a while. Best in the industry. That's a very high praise that I probably don't agree with, but I appreciate hashtag, the sentiment. Hashtag some giant publication, hire Nikias, and, and make his work be heard around the world because it's now, now that I agree with, but we can do yeah. yeah. Also with me today is our homie from the Dishes and Dimes podcast, Iman. Welcome back to the program. Thank you for having me. And I also co-signed the hashtag everyone hire Nikias. Please, this is what we need. We need this this good analysis out there. The best basketball mind I know. We need this out. And take a listen to Dishes and Dimes. Uh, where can they find it, Iman? I always listen on Spotify, but where can the people find your podcast? Um, Apple, Spotify, and other places I'm sure other people use. I don't... <laughs> Those are the two main ones. <laughs> listen, if you need content of the defending champion Toronto Raptors, that's where you go. That part right there. 
allow us so much more stuff with their great cast of people on the show. It's probably the I think you guys have like my favorite collection of talent. It's so diverse, so wonderful. You guys are funny, have great chemistry, and you guys are smart as hell. So please check out that Thank podcast, you. especially uh, if we have a season. The Raptors are certainly very firmly will be in the mix till late. So you want that basketball content. And by so. that, you mean they're winning at all? I mean, of course. I mean, they're okay. going to repeat. They're going to go back to back. They're going <laughs> to beat the Clippers in the finals. It's going to be. It's going to be great. I love it. Are we doing dishes and dimes right now, or is this? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the second part. We're going to. That's, that's that's the B roll. Okay, so uh, the the big thing that's going on right now, and the big thing that I really want to talk about is the stuff going on in the NBA, whether it's going to come back or not, and more importantly, kind of the divide going on with players. So. Uh, for those of you who don't know, there's, and how would you not know, it's a bit all over the news. Uh, so Kyrie Irving has really been outspoken lately about the restarting of the season and how a lot of players were not really consulted on this and maybe more marginalized voices in the league were not really uh, spoken to or, or talked to about uh, the possibility of restarting the season, what it means not just for their health, but also like everything that's going on with the protests and, and wanting justice and, and police reform and so many other things in this country, police abolishment, all that stuff that's going on right now. And, and there's a coalition of players that feel like this probably is not the best time to start the league. There's also concerns. There's health concerns. There's this entirely incredibly messy proposal by the NBA that guys, are we even sure like what the hell the plan is for safety? I don't think the NBA really knows what their plan is for safety. Like, how do you, how do you, how do you propose the restart of the season? You go through all these weird permutations of eight, nine, ten seed, and you don't have a safety plan in place. I don't, I don't get what's going on here. Yeah, I, you know, I said that it feels like they have like put the final touches on before they've even like created an actual safety plan. So it's like, what are you prioritizing here? What is the reason the NBA stopped? And why are you bringing it back? Because it doesn't seem like the NBA actually knows. Like at this point, I've, I've kind of resigned to the fact that they just don't really give a shit about anybody's health and they just want to salvage any money that they can and not have the salary cap ruined like i don't <laughs> i don't really get what's the point anymore that's really it they they want the money yeah and they're being really blatant about it though right like it's just a complete prioritize prioritization well that's a word um of money over anything else and it's like how has player health just been pushed so far back like not just not just that, but like I've I've also read people that would insinuate that certain owners would want the CBA thrown out if this happens because it's not beneficial to their market, which is like another level of disgusting grossness that these billionaires are looking for outs on a contract that they negotiated with players and they're trying to use this awful situation to their advantage like for as much as people want to like give the nba the hashtag woke league tag like it's been it's this has been handled as even though they were the first to shut it down in the states it's been handled as poorly as you can imagine going forward the entire thing has been tone deaf honestly that's the best way i can describe that um as you talked about like the optics of the owners want some owners wanting to throw it out like a 50 50 split is already kind of screwing the players a little bit once you consider that they really are they are the product and now you're asking them to leave their families uh to go into a bubble in a state that uh 
let's just say they don't have the best uh <laughs> we're not trending in the right direction here in florida yeah in orlando specifically like it, it's not great and like the nba hasn't really they haven't really decided how how firm the testing is going to be for the disney employees which seems like a pretty big deal if players are going to be there for two three months and it just i just don't see how it matters that much i understand there's a lot of money at play but for the nba to be as quote-unquote progressive and quote-unquote woke as they have been and to have as many outspoken players as they do headlined by lebron who i mean props to him he's really trying to bring the hammer to voter suppression right now but to have these kind of players in your building and to be like eh, we'll, we'll figure it out as we go the only thing that really matters here is that we need to continue the season it it just strikes me as tone deaf like, I completely agree. It's incredibly tone deaf. And my whole thing is like, okay, NBA owners, if you want this so badly, like, are you willing to risk uh, seven weeks? Are you willing to risk like four months or however long it's going to be in this quote unquote bubble? It's not a bubble. If people are in and out, that's for one, just not a bubble. It defeats the entire purpose of creating a bubble if you're allowing Disney employees in and out. But like, if the NBA owners are not willing to risk this, which we all know they're not, there's not going to be a single owner in there from the start. Why are we expecting players to do this? Why are we expecting players and also like to put their families through that separation? The the players that have yeah. kids, right? Like that probably don't get to see their 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 father a lot. You know that's traveling. You know in the league and all that stuff. So, I, and and the the idea that all the players did not vote on this or all the players were not consulted. Like I don't, I have no idea how. I mean, out of every league that we have, at least stateside and and in north america like this is such a star personality driven league and you don't talk to your players all of them like who who do, who did you ask did you just ask lebron and cp3 like what what happened have, have they even have they checked in on carl anthony towns at all through all this that's like he, he literally lost a parent to covid like that's not a small thing like, if anyone's input should better, it should be his, even if the Timberwolves aren't, like, a playoff team or going to the bubble. Like, that should kind of highlight, hey, we might need to be careful about this. Because even if the season continues, they have the bubble, and the NBA players are mostly fine, if one contracts it and brings it back to their grandparent or their parents or whatever, I mean, that's still lives being affected. And even if they don't, even if there is no death from COVID, like, We've we've seen that uh, there are like long term, long issues. We're still trying to figure out things about the virus itself. So I, I, I really like, don't see, I don't see the point of it. I feel like every week there is a piece of news that debunks something that we thought to be fact about the virus three months ago, and then the next week it's something else. And it's like, what did I read today that it's unlikely that you contracted on a surface? And I was like, wasn't that the whole point when this started that we can't touch anything because it's not airborne? Like I I, I don't what we know nothing I, I we know i know less about this virus than i do about vorp i don't know i don't know anything about it it's confusing and i'm just scared of it and i think the i think so rightfully a lot of players should be too 100 percent. this like like it feels like people are harping on this mortality rate and like Nakai said that's not the point like even if people don't die we have no idea what the long-term effects are we have no idea about anything to do with this virus and florida like everyone is pointing out is trending in the wrong direction to, to so to throw a bunch of people there right now in a closed enclosed in court uh in, 
enclosed quarters where uh, if one person gets it, it can very much spread to everyone who's there. Just seems like a plan that's doomed to fail. In a sport where people lick their fingers and touch the basketball, <laughs> right? It's like, and yeah. it's not to call the players gross. Yeah. It's just like, okay, you want, that's what, that's how you play. Like, these are the best in the world at what they do. Like, you can't erase, unlearn that, these habits that have been drilled into you, especially NBA players who are such creatures of habit. Like, how are you going to legislate that? I think um, after, like in March, before the season shut down, it might have even been the Jazz game, like the last game the Jazz played. Uh, they played the Raptors, and I think Ibaka like kissed the ball that game, and it's just like that. this is what this is what we're yeah we're lucky, talking about lucky ball. <laughs> um, I I'm so I mean I've listen I I've been very public on Twitter. I didn't leave my house for 88 days. I counted trying to keep people safe. I'm scared. Uh, I don't. I forgot what reporter mentioned it. Uh, that Harden has asthma, or you know, there are players that have. Even though these are world class athletes, like there are players that have pre existing conditions, and we don't know the effects that it could have. And I mean, I think we're still not even sure what it could have on kids either, right? So it's like I don't know. And 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 on top of all of that, uh, we have a lot of players in in this league, in our league, that are activists and that don't feel like it's appropriate to play right now. And I feel like their voices are important. And Kyrie. And the stuff that's happening with Kyrie right now, um, a lot of media calling him a bad messenger, a lot of the, that Woj piece that was like, listen, people people down here in Miami are, this is not surprising to them because when LeBron came to the heat, Woj just put out hit piece after hit piece about LeBron in a way that was incredibly uncomfortable and, and disgusting. So like, this is not new to us down here. Like we're familiar with this kind of work of his, but I mean, it, it just clearly felt so slanted and I don't understand these mostly white reporters going after Kyrie Irving like just because what he had a couple things about being a flat earther and he was mean to some reporters in the media like what are we doing why 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 are people trying to invalidate Kyrie clearly sticking up for his peers I, I don't understand that I feel like the biggest part of that is that Kyrie speaking out about not playing is just infringing upon the desires of people that they want to watch basketball. The writers, uh, I am a writer myself. I, with, in a vacuum, I want the NBA to come back because hey, this is the this is the field I want to work in, make money in, make a living in. So like, I there's interest for me to have basketball there. Uh, fans obviously want to watch basketball. They love basketball. So if Kyrie says I don't want to play, they're upset about that because they miss it, which is natural. But I feel like. Kyrie has just been vilified in a way that makes me uncomfortable. I'm all for Kyrie jokes. They're, I mean, most of them are funny. Like, the flat earther stuff is funny. <laughs> They're all funny. Oh, it's Kyrie. Kyrie. He's a fun guy to pick on. But, like, Woj calling him the disruptor, like, words mean things, man. And the whole thing with Kendrick Perkins, I, I, nah, I don't hey, even want to get into the Kendrick Perkins thing. He is just... <sighs> Why? Why is he? Why? Can you tell the people what what he said today? Because a lot of people were killing him today, and uh, maybe not everybody knows. Oh man, I give me just a moment. I can pull up that tweet right now. Because <laughs> okay, I missed it. Receipts. I missed it too. I must have been working. I missed that. Yeah, oh, I just man. saw. I just saw people killing Kendrick Perkins, and I was like, "That's ah, another Wednesday." Wonder what he did today. <laughs> yeah. So it started with him doing a segment on the jump, and he said that. uh if you took Kyrie's brain out and put it in a bird, the bird would fly backwards because Kyrie's confused. What? And it's kind of, yeah, and it's kind of snowballed to the whole thing about Kyrie wanting to sit out and not having a plan of action and 
things of that nature, which fine, you can disagree with Kyrie wanting to sit out or whatever. But then Kendrick Perkins decides to tweet. Oh, uh, give me just a moment. Oh, it gets worse. <laughs> there's, there's more. What was it? <laughs> it was like this awful. No, 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 no. Kendrick doesn't have somebody to tell him to stop. No, no, no. He said that on the jump, and people rightfully slandered him for that opinion. On my timeline right, right here now, we go. Is, uh, then he tweets. Thing. He tweets and later deletes. Uh, MFers better be cool and chill because I honestly took it light on Kyrie today when I really could have exposed that whole bleep that he's been doing on the phone conversations. Carry on. Aren't they teammates? In Cleveland. In Cleveland. They were. Yeah. What is he doing? Uh, yeah. So he tweets that, deletes it, and then basically retweets the thing, but replacing uh, whole bleep with uh with a softer term I'm just like okay but the moral of the story is Kendrick's is just he's he's been he just shouldn't have a job man I don't know how <laughs> <laughs> we got to the root of this I, I, I can't I can't do it with Kendrick Perkins man has Kendrick Perkins ever had good analysis that you can remember no <laughs> no he hasn't not one time have I heard Kendrick Perkins utter an opinion I was like you know what he's got a point not once <laughs> <laughs> Kendrick Perkins or Reggie Miller? Give me Reggie. I listen. I think I think Reggie is unfairly slandered. I think Reggie's passable. I Reggie can't. Is, Reggie is very annoying. He's I can't annoying. with his voice. You can't really what? I can't with his voice. Like I just cannot listen to Reggie. It's automatic mute every time I'm watching a game. He's not that bad. I think Marv is worse. I mean, unless you're making fun of Marv, <laughs> like fair. Marv is just unlistenable. <laughs> Marv didn't have a job either, but yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say that's fair. There's nothing I can say about that one. Fire a lot of people come December. Alright guys, so there's no shortage of action going on in our exclusive partners, betonline.ag. Sports are slowly making their way back, and BetOnline is leading the way with the best odds and lines for all UFC, NASCAR, boxing, and soccer matches. And if you want even more, they have simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC simulations all day, every day, live on their website. And if you're looking for something else other than sports, BetOnline has hundreds of casino games, poker tournament, and prop bets to check out. Visit BetOnline.ag and use promo code BLUEWIRE for a free welcome bonus. That's one word, blue wire. Bet online, your online wagering experts. I don't oh. understand the Kyrie, the, the Woj piece aside, which was just so unnecessarily bad. Like it was a, a hit piece for absolutely no reason. The idea that like, I, I mentioned this, the idea that he was being controversial just for the sake of, contra of being controversial is absolutely ludicrous. Like he's bringing up fair points and he's talking about activism right now. But I think that people are hitting, are hating the message because they hate who it's coming from. And, and that's allowed people to be very dismissive of the real points that Kyrie is laying out because it's easy for people to joke about. And I agree with Nikaias in that people just want basketball back and he is not aligning with their desires um but the fact that he's a messenger that can be made fun of because of flat earth stuff allows them to make these hits personal and ignore the actual fact of his message which is there's real shit going on right now around the world and it's stuff that we need to be paying attention to more, more important, important shit than basketball as much as we like it the shit, shit that matters, matters. yeah we're at like one of perhaps the most important political juncture in our lives mm-hmm like this, this stuff is is important, and that exists know, because we're not distracted, right? Like that is the like. It's no coincidence that when everyone is stuck at home, 
we're marching in the streets that every that this is at the forefront of everyone's mind um and so adding in distractions does detract from what's going on right now you know i was thinking because i I live i live with my mom she's over 60 and she was somebody that watched cnn every day because she's working from home now and she's scared of the virus she's watching the news every single day it's not something that ever happened in our house it was now she's very religiously watching the news and all of a sudden the coverage shifted to the murder of george floyd and the protests and everything that's going on so like you know you you're watching the news every day habitually because you're at home and all of a sudden the 24-hour news cycle becomes about black lives matter about protests about the continual lynchings and murders of black men by police officers and all of a sudden this is in a segment of America's consciousness that it wasn't before, right? So it's like everybody who was glued to their news is now, right, the news shifted from COVID to to everything that's going on um, with the protests and everyone's just hyper aware in a way that I found interesting. Yeah. I, I don't like how many, how it feels like reporters, particularly white reporters are, are saying this to Kyrie because like at the end of the day, like they want their job back and whatever Kyrie says is not as important as their paycheck, which is how I've been how I've been experiencing it. That's how I understand it as well. Yeah, that's uh, that's definitely the big part of it, and I empathize. Like I'm I'm media, but I'm also a I'm a black man before I'm a writer. So, as much as I would love to be breaking down like potential heat matchups or whatever else, like people that look like me are getting gunned down by police. Um, black men and black women, uh, black trans people, like we're all, we've all, we're all victims of this kind of police brutality and that needs to be rectified more so than I need to watch someone shoot a basketball. People like, and I don't, I don't like to call out people by name, but it's just one person that really stuck out to me. Ethan Strauss went weeks without saying a single word about what's going on when his job has been covering black players and the success of his sources have been black players you know it's like this kind of I guess willful ignorance of the media is a little disgusting and then them pushing and not that Ethan's pushing for the season to start but um, like those are the people that are also wanting the season to start and kind of ignoring everything that's happening while Jalen Brown is marching with people. Malcolm Brogdon is marching and organizing. Carl Anthony Towns, Dame Lillard, Steph and his wife, uh, Aisha. Um, you know, this is a league that's that's visible and active. And I just don't like those people kind of criticizing Kyrie for speaking up about. And, and Kyrie is, has a has a leadership position in the Players Association, correct? Yeah, he's one of the vice presidents there. There's like a lot of vice presidents. I saw the list. There's like 20 vice presidents. I saw CJ McCollum's the vice president. I was like, there's a lot of vice presidents. Yeah, and to that point, it's especially frustrating for me to see like my, I guess my white counterparts not saying anything because I don't know, like it doesn't take much. It should take more. Like I feel like we should all equally be as upset as like the black community is about what's happening. But even if you're not, it costs zero dollars to listen. It costs zero dollars to retweet sources that are that are more informed or they're on the ground. It costs zero dollars to give a quick shout out to Zach Lowe. Zach Lowe is not an authority on this kind of thing, but he's had like Dwayne Casey on his podcast. He's had Karan Butler on his podcast. He's given platforms to black voices to express what's going on. He's, I mean, he's at least doing that much work. He's listening and giving people platforms to kind of get the information out there. And as writers, like if you're, if you're not even 
if you're not even sharing content, then I'm not sure why you're, why, how do you feel comfortable covering a predominantly black lead if you don't really care about the people in it? Yup. And that's, that's real. And I think beyond that, not only just about listening, not only just about posting, but for people who do have podcasts, like you're mentioning, when you look around and you're, you're talking about this because you feel like you have to, but everyone around you is white that you're inviting. You don't have uh, associates, colleagues, uh, friends that cover the league that are black or can share a black experience with you. That says something about you. I think that says something about you as a person and the platforms that you've been giving lots of people where that to me is what's very frustrating is looking around and it's like so many of these whiters have created this group, this circle of people who just look like them while covering a league of players who look who don't look like them and never having seen the difference there and never really wanting to extend something beyond to uh maybe people who are black brown asian like that don't have the same opportunities that you do kind of bothers me it's like how have you never recognized this how do you not see the problem here I still remember when you live tweeted Bill Simmons' podcast with Russillo, which is like top five worst ideas ever. It, that's the thing. Like, Obviously. why was Ryan Russillo the first person that you thought to talk to about this? Like, he's literally a cop sympathizer. The whole thing was his view through cop through a cop lens because that's who he saw as his friends and his family. That's who he could imagine um, himself as. And not as a black person. So it was completely unsympathetic to black people and very through the lens of a white cop in the situation, which came off incredibly tone deaf. And then the next week he had another podcast that I didn't think was much better. But, you know, that's besides the point. <laughs> didn't, he, didn't he also admit to, like, voting for Trump for tax reasons or yes. something? Was yeah, it, yeah. Ryan was... <laughs> What like why he's the last person you want on if yeah. you're Bill Simmons I mean, and talked about how that's not racist and it's like okay listen I don't care what your beliefs are about black people versus white people but I care about the people that you're putting into power and if you're empowering racists then it doesn't matter what you think about black people because that's besides the point. Look at what Trump passed this week about um for trans people being yep. denied medical service in the middle of a pandemic. Yep, thought he could just slide that one on by. But dog, I, uh, you need that ten percent less on your tax for you know what I mean? Like, you know, I vote selfishly, and I think lots of people do. No, actually, some people care about the rest of the world. They need more money to get into debt at the hands of the bank and credit card companies, while they white <laughs> men think that they're free, while the banks are taking them for a fucking ride. <sighs> they're refinancing their fifth mortgage. That's, oh yes, let's rail against capitalism. That's cool. I mean, that's a whole other show. We don't got to get to that. We don't, we don't, that's a whole <laughs> None other... of it is separate, though. It's, it's all intertwined. Uh, we can follow. You can see that on my Twitter account at Judas103 for all those takes. We got to do that here. We're sponsored. You know, we're, we're cool. Our corporate sponsors are cool. Um, so we we have all this happening. Um, and there's a league that. Do you guys think it's gonna happen? Like, do you guys think they're gonna be basketball played? in july i think so i didn't but everyone is saying that they do so i'm like okay but i genuinely i look at this and i'm like this is so makeshift like this is so last minute what are you guys doing it's like when you're trying to write an essay in and get it in by 11:59. like that's what the nba is doing and it feels like a failed grade what do you guys make of lebron uh, and and guys like LeBron and CP3 being on the other side, right? And I think Nikias, you retweeted something. Was it Ed Davis that talked about 
the angle of generational wealth in respects to players collecting their paychecks in the midst of all this? Yeah. He uh, he had an interview with Alex Kennedy, and he was talking about how uh, he basically he understands Kyrie's point, but also they don't they don't want to lose all the money on the table, and what that can mean for uh, the black community now, what it can mean for future generations, and that, I mean that's a valid point, mm-hmm. I feel like. But yeah, uh, Kyrie versus I mean this whole thing turned into Kyrie versus LeBron is, is why is everything hilarious. first take? Every- I hate it. Take. It's it's kind of hilarious. I don't want it to go there, but like that's it. It's a bit odd. Just bringing it full circle to the Kendrick Perkins thing. Like all three of these guys were teammates at a certain point. That's true. So I, do, <laughs> I do true. find it odd that as much as we talk about the the clutch influence at ESPN, Kendrick Perkins has said a lot about Kyrie specifically, and like. LeBron has I mean he's doing his thing with voter suppression which is more important but like I, I do feel like it's, it's kind of odd that we haven't heard LeBron say much of anything that's his MO though when it comes to his other peers I don't think that that's something that he wants to step in I think he very smartly just doesn't want it, want that I wouldn't see the benefit in him saying anything he runs a shadow organization to do it for him. Why would he? Yeah, like, it, yeah, get Kendrick to, to throw shots. Yeah, I guess that, that's kind of my thing. Like, I feel like... LeBron's using Kendrick as a burner account. That's, that's <laughs> kind of what I wanted to allude to. Like, that's what it feels like at this point. Like, I mean, it's, it's just, it's very... Like, Kendrick's bad, period. But, like, this is especially pointed. And, like, I the tweets like, today I, just kind of... Like, I also like... I, I don't like... I don't like assuming that, that they're... That I I love to make the clutch jokes, but I mean Kendrick's his own man, so I'm, I'm not know anything. I'm not reporting. We're not saying that, but um, I do think that Kyrie really falls kind of outside of, for lack of a better word, like the sports binary of what a teammate should be, and I think that a lot of people, especially older people, it's usually the older players, right? It's Kendrick, it's LeBron, like KD's his homie, right? KD's a younger guy in the league. I don't really see guys like Steph having so much of an issue it's always been the older older guard that have more of an issue with with stuff like Kyrie when he's just I don't know Kyrie's kind of being a millennial <laughs> which is kind of weird <laughs> yeah that's, that's probably fair like why are we why why are we play like okay we got jokes but like why are we blaming Kyrie for being like kind of weird like I, I don't know I think it's kind of cool he's kind of weird he's kind of funky he got weird ideas we meme him you know but you got Kendrick and people like that and, and kind of older guard teammates or, or, or players in the league being more critical of him. I think Charles Barkley, right, was on uh, the other day kind of degrading the, the stuff that Kyrie wanted to do or whatever, which is falls very much in line with, with what Chuck always says and stuff. So, Yeah, I'm going to be honest. I was not about to listen to anything the TNT crew had to say about you. You did not want to hear them start a dialogue? <laughs> no, I did not want to. Uh, did not want to hear what Barkley had to say. Um, as much as cool as EJ can be, um, EJ. Listen, can we stop with this EJ's cool thing? EJ yeah. wrote in what's the guy's name? The the weird. Yeah, I've been John out. I've been out I've on been the TNT crew since then. Like that's that's kind of like I I don't want to hear you. I only want to hear from Kenny. Kind of. I like Chuck with. I can I can take Chuck and Shaq and Kenny as being entertainment, but after EJ did that whole little spiel about um, writing in whatever his name is, John Kasich, Kasich or, yeah, 
Um, I've I've been out. I've been done. He thought he had something too when he said it on air. Uh, the camera. Oh, and how Harry. Twitter was just like, oh wow, he's right, and I'm you're so brave of you to say. And I was like, what what is brave about any of this? AJ just outed himself as a Republican. What are you guys doing? Yeah, <laughs> number one. Yeah, like I swear, like Kasich just passed like some like abortion bill that says like beyond six weeks you couldn't <laughs> abort your child, and I was like literally like six weeks ago. Um, but. Yeah, no, I've been out on the TNT crew. They don't have anything of value to say when it comes to politics or basketball. So listen, I listen. D Wade and Candace Parker have rights. Yeah, that's yeah, fine. that's true. When are they the A team? When are we getting them to the A team? Candace <sighs> Parker's been great. I love her. I did, she's she's been awesome on television. D Wade, we all know that. I stand two people, and it's Kyle Lowry and Dwayne Wade. <laughs> Iman, are you worried about Kyle's fitness when he comes back? No, did you see the picture of him? I have not. I've only seen the picture of Marc Gasol. Oof. Oh, yeah. Gasol's, like, svelte, and Kyle Lowry um, is the most deezed I've ever seen him. Like, it's just a lot of muscles. Is that bad? He's like, literally built like a fire hydrant. It's just, like, blur. Do you, I think thick Kyle is better, though. I think, like, girthy Kyle can take more contact going to That's the That's what rim. I mean. Like, he's not slim. It's not skinny Kyle. It's, like... It's like well built, Kyle. It's like a lot of definition, just like muscles everywhere. Did y'all see how the Heat? Uh, I think Ethan Skolnick of Five Reasons Sports reported that all the Heat players were all in on starting the season. There's, there's nobody, no deserters. That doesn't surprise me. Jimmy Butler has everyone in line in the Pat Riley boot camp of uh, we are, we are basketball first. Can't say that surprises me in the slightest. That's just kind of how the organization runs. I mean, you know, you the know that's what heat culture is. The what happened? I said that's what heat culture is. That's what heat culture is. Nobody falls out of line, and if you fall out of line, you're Dion, and you get shipped away, and you get dragged through the mud. There you go. There are no obstacles, even COVID. <laughs> there are no obstacles, not even COVID. There you go. Honestly, like, kind of shifting a little bit to a heat angle as we're kind of wrapping up the show. If they have a season and if they start, I I know Bam has been vocal about, you know, he's part of the player coalition trying to get insurance because uh, he's due for some money very soon. Um, and, you know, if they if these guys get hurt while playing, you know, I mean, they're going to have to start playing maximum level basketball uh, after not. It's been longer than an offseason, right? Feels like, yeah. And I think for most people, I know in Miami specifically, like, these guys live in condos, right? Like, there's not, you know, Jimmy lives in a house and Goran lives in a house, but like most of these guys, I mean, like Hassan was living at like the Marquise building, and and all these like guys like live in these high rises by the by the arena. They don't really have access to hoops and stuff, and and the gyms were closed, and you're not really afforded the normal training regimen that you'd be used to having. So, I don't. I think it's on top of like you know everything else that we talked about, I think it's kind of dangerous to ask these guys to come in and start performing at a high level in a highly physical sport. Oh, yep. Oh. That's like one of my biggest I, I, I things. I love the dead fish. You guys are like, yep, yep. That's sounds dangerous. No, it, it it's insane. Cause you just get thrown into a playoff environment after not having played five on five um, for a few months. And it's like, okay, well now you're, 
like you know if you're a team like portland that's playing you know to make it to the playoffs you're paying high intensity right from the get-go um a lot of these other teams are also playing for seating especially out west and it's like how how does that make sense and then thinking about next year being truncated and still being like not not being a truncated season actually starting in december but actually going the full year just all of it seems like a whole mess. Why are they not cutting the season? It they, they money. Just were, they it's were the same reason they're it. starting the season now. Like it's it's God. all about the money, and it it just makes no sense because, like, my whole thing is, what if you're the Lakers, Clippers, Raptors, Heat? I don't know a team who makes it to the finals this year, and you have a long playoff run next year. It's like, are you really gonna play until October, then take November off, and then start the season back in December, and play all the way until June, and then possibly go to the Olympics in July? Like, how is that good for anybody? You're just asking people to get hurt. Yeah. I feel like we don't know much about COVID, but we do know the effects of overextending your body that way, and that just seems like an awful idea. I don't know. It, it's we've we've gone back and forth with it. Like it, it, none of it seems. I, I think safe. We're all teamed. Hashtag don't start the league. Yeah, like it should be canceled. It's not going to be. There's too much money at stake. But like this, this just shouldn't even be a discussion. When yep. will cancel culture come for the NBA season? <laughs> we should get like K-pop Twitter on hashtag cancel NBA. Yo, maybe. can we talk about K-pop <laughs> Twitter the unlikely heroes? <laughs> <laughs> what was that? I was like, where'd y'all come from? flooding the tags i have an anime account and i'll just see like a bunch of k-pop stuff on my timeline i was like where the hell did you guys come from heroes man um all right so uh iman would you like to plug your stuff before we head out yes dishes and dimes check it out it's an all women's podcast bunch of toronto raptor fans we also just talk nba focus a lot on the Eastern Conference because we don't care about the other side. Um, so you can find that on iTunes, I guess, and Spotify and some other places that you can listen to podcasts on. Kaya, do you have any upcoming work? I know you're tweeted about writing stuff. You got anything in the works? Uh, I do, I do. I have a piece coming for Bleacher Report very soon. Uh, it is playoff theme. That's all I'm giving you. So, My man's uh, on Bleacher Report. To... So proud, man. <laughs> Appreciate it, man. Just trying to uh, trying to wrap my mental around writing about basketball again, since you know there's a lot of uh, more important things going on right now. Yeah. But hey, gotta uh, gotta get back into the flow of it since the NBA seems pretty hell bent on starting the season back. So content isn't gonna write itself. <laughs> Got that? Well, the bubble that's not a bubble will eventually form. So remember, y'all, follow us on Twitter at miheepeat. I'm gonna link him on and Nikaya says twitter accounts in the description donate go out march let your voices be heard if you can't post let people know tell your family unlearn racism read read angela davis read i'm reading uh where do we go from here it's a dr king book chaos or community it's incredible it's on amazon for like 10 bucks you could buy it it's really good read angela davis there's tons of pdfs on prison abolishment that you could read she's one of the most brilliant people I've ever read. Uh, she's wonderful. There's so much for you guys to read and get educated on. If you don't know, a lot of these resources are on Twitter, online, and often for free. So if you guys can donate, read, be informed, march, support Black voices, support trans Black voices. It's Pride Month. You know, there's there's tons of ways that we can all help our communities and be better. Uh, no, no weird joke to end this podcast. Just please go find some somewhere to to help because you know people really need it right now. So thanks all for listening, and we will. Uh, we'll come back with content as uh, as news becomes available.
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.